This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by LittleBits, the easy-to-use electronic building blocks. Laser Time listeners can go to trylittlebits.com slash lasertime and get $20 off your first order. And welcome to almost the best episode of Laser Time of the Year. How is everybody it's half doing? Best. Yes, exactly. We're a little late on it, but hang tight. Uh, welcome to the Internet's sixth leading pop culture show. Again, we're sliding. I, I can't deal with it. It's this. our first three-man show in a post-Henry oh world. Gosh. Again, go to LaserTimePodcast.com to read an update to see what's going been going on with in us. In a way, it's three-man, but mm. there's also the Laser Time community. This is true. So it's many men. And yeah. no women. So normally, at Laser Time, we're a pop culture show. We try and pick a topic. What are the topics been recently? I completely forget uh, now. Patriotic cartoons, dumbest press conferences, mm-hmm. uh, uh, hecklers, dest- uh, comedians destroying hecklers. Yeah. But this is something. Uh, we- I still got to give a shout out to like the third episode, the '80s rap commercials. '80s were all about '80s <laughs> Come on, rap commercials. Let's take it back. A lot of fun stuff. 2011. Um, but this week, we we made a, kind of an annual tradition, stealing it from Video Game Apocalypse, yeah. uh, which is to do our best of the year so we far. We did it at Radar. We did. Know. We did. But uh, I'm Chris. Antista. I'm Dave Rudden. Who knows? Mystery guest to be revealed at the end of the show. Mystery guest, not Brett Elston. Uh, uh, but we're, we're talking about our best of the year. We're going to talk about uh, some movies, some TV shows. But mm-hmm. I think, what do we want to start with? Well, I, I think I figured we could start with games. Just quickly go over that. So, you know, you may have, you may have heard the VJ episode where uh, two two of us, you yes. and me, Chris, we talked about our favorite games of the year. And uh, I hadn't had a chance to play one of them yeah. uh, until... After the recording. Yeah, well, one that, that you championed, Brett, uh, that I think, I don't know if you've played yet, but uh, I have the intro to it. It's very quick and to the point, just like the game is. I'm willing to take full responsibility for the horrible events of the last 24 hours, but you must understand our interest in their world was purely for the betterment of mankind. Everything has clearly gotten out of hand now. And then you don't hear any more dialogue for I, like, uh, for like an hour. There's a no. There's a lot of story that ends up taking place. There. Yeah, but, but I, it's, I've encountered, it's it's Doom, Doom, yes. which uh, I had heard a ton of good things about. I finally got gifted a copy. Thank you very much. You know who you know who you are. Uh, that was it was it was amazing. Like it captured. It, I didn't think you could capture the old spirit of the Doom games, but yeah. just like the cutting out of the chuffa and horse shit and bullet. Yeah. No, it, it it does a great job of like. So many games became tube shooters where you yep. just move forward and or and begin it, with a crawl. Many years ago, the yeah. sub derby did yeah. were doing so, like no, doesn't start like that at all. It, it it definitely takes modern shooters and trims the fat and then gives you everything you would want. It's yeah. like oh, there's a little bit of story, there's a little bit of excess, there's a little bit of guided move forward stuff, but most of the game is run and shoot, run and shoot. in the most brilliantly laid out levels. Yeah. And it's done level by level. You complete a mission and you're done, and it's a clear break to the next yeah. chapter. There's stuff hidden in that stage. There's min- there's uh, t- tasks to complete within them. That is them. the part of Doom I forgot about, the exploration aspect yeah, so of it. Much I of thought I wouldn't engage in it, but I do because no. the levels are so well designed. Doom is, all the way back to the PC original, Like Doom is so... I, I absolutely adore every Doom game Doom. for different reasons. Like I've finished... Well, I, I've never played 3 for more than a second. 3 mm. is... Three, I love 3. It, it's, right, trying to right. do a, it's trying to do a completely different thing, and that's fine. 
because Terminator 3 is also good. <laughs> it's trying to do. I'm a fan of Terminator 3. It's not trying to be two. It's not trying to be one. It's trying to be three. And three Doom 3 is trying to be alien <laughs> rather than aliens. It's just yeah. a, it's a weird reversal. But Doom, the new one is. My only real problem with it was, like, the shooting is great. The, killing enemies quickly is fun. Like. The, the the voice you hear the Samuel Hayden the the, the, the robot voice it's not Peter Cullen <laughs> nobody occasionally adopts trying to the like season zero's Homer well, Simpson trying to be a video game character with an affectation <laughs> oh Samuel <laughs> like like who has this voice who talks like what the what boy. movie what you movie character Chris eyes up here eyes up here <laughs> got it, got it, what sorry. movie character might it does that like uh, who has this voice who wants to talk like this like is there an answer to this just remember, no I don't know but like so so many after like Heath Ledger mm-hmm. like everyone's like we have to have yeah. a character who weird talks. affectation yeah man. there has to be like. Anyway, he occasionally hits that line, and it's mm-hmm. like, are you trying to be the... My own, but it, that gets into my only real criticism of Doom was mm-hmm. the story for Doom 1 was always... It's basically Die Hard. Like, you're, you're a Marine trapped on the yeah. moon. Named and, Doom Guy. And we don't even have a name, really. It's just like Doom Guy or whatever, and it's just like... Or if you read the books, Flynn McTaggart, and I know you didn't read them, but <laughs> I read them all because that's how into wow. Doom I was. I Jesus. read all those novelizations. Yeah, you and Tim Turry singing its praises kind of pushed me over the line. On it's it. great. Um, it's, it's really fun. But my only problem was the story, while not all that intrusive, mm-hmm. is just irritating to me in the sense that it feels like a parody mm-hmm. where it's like these ancient tablets yeah. and like the Doom guy is prophesized to return. There's I have a couple of words that really set me off, like council... Uh, prop, prophecy. prophecy, like I'm immediately like start over, the like beacon. just about any game. I'm like start over. Uh, but what would a modern game be without the need to turn the power on somewhere? That's what yeah. I would like. If you if you said from now on no one can do that, how <laughs> would you start a game? Even Far Cry Primal, you have to turn on the power. Turn on the power. You must light six fires. <laughs> you do. You must give birth to the saber tooth tiger. Um, but no, it's a great it's a great game, and it is a video game. It feels like a fun running gun shooting yeah, I was game. Say the, the that's, opposite. That's it, opposite. It doesn't hit you over the head with lore. No, it uh, doesn't. But the lore that's buried in there is mm-hmm. like. You know, Doom works really well when you're just a guy who's like, fuck, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Yeah, like, yeah. that's when Doom really worked for me. But, again, the spirit of the original was not the mindless shooter that it was made out to be, mm-hmm. that media really made it out to be, especially in the mid-90s, especially after school shootings really started taking over in the mid and late 90s with mm-hmm. Columbine and everything else. Like, they would point to things like Doom and be like, are you serious? Do you <laughs> yeah, think, think Doom? kind of ridiculous. And it's like, you shoot... I, I just can't even remember it as a violent product at it's the time. It's barely, like, and, it's barely bloody. Like, yeah. there's satanic stuff in it, but it's like, that's because you're fighting demons. It's not yeah. like when Satanism is cool, man. It's just... What, what else? I, what, I miss being concerned about Satan. Where am I supposed to put this pentagram? <laughs> like, it's got to go somewhere. Exactly. Anyway, great game. Uh, it, it really sticks... It, it sticks to what made Doom fun in the first place mm-hmm. while... Modernizing it to feel more like Quake or Unreal Tournament or something like it's just it's very fun. So if I may champion, yes. uh, I, I I said a lot of this in Video Game Apocalypse, so you can listen to that for the extended mm-hmm. conversation on it. I was surprised how much I really liked Uncharted because mm-hmm. I thought I was over Uncharted, but it tur- as it turns out, I really do like the Uncharted series. I hate how it ruins every video game that tries to be Uncharted for the next three years uh. after they do something. Uh, but four is it? I, I keep calling it. I keep recommending to people. This is the most polished most expensive product I've ever seen in my life. It is beautiful. It's it's jaw-dropping. And, and, I mean, all of it at, at, at like all times. Yeah. Uh, I sort of... It's overstayed its welcome a little bit with me. I still haven't finished it because of the other games I'm going to mention, but I thoroughly recommend Uncharted. Um, I, also, have a, I have a clip of uh, Nathan finding ooh, ooh. the uh, the most ancient treasure in the entire game. Okay. Watch and learn. Oh, I'm learning, all right. 
Is this it? No, it has to load. Load? Yes. This is taking a really long time. You have no patience. When you turn something on, you expect it to... Okay, here we go. Crash Bandicoot. Uh, that was... I'm sorry mm-hmm. if we spoiled that for you. That clip is on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, that was a really great moment of Nathan Drake firing up a PS1 and playing cra- the original Crash Bandicoot made by Naughty Dog, which I-, I don't believe Sony or Naughty Dog owns that title. There had to be some yeah. nice deals with somebody at Activision, I would guess, yeah. uh, to make that happen. But it's what, what's weird is I'm pretty sure they keep saying Uncharted is the last in the series, but mm-hmm. there's also, you know, you keep hearing shakeups at Naughty Dog. To do that, does that feel like it makes it feel like their last game? Uh, like to have a nod like this to Crash. Yeah, though, but it's not the, their Crash first game anyway. Yeah, it's not Way of the Warrior on 3DO. I know that. <laughs> yeah, it's not, I, I don't know, but for, I, I do wonder why they did. It is a nice thing to include. Yeah. but I'm like, what's next for Naughty Dog? I don't know. They're their second party. I mean, I, I believe their games are financed by Sony itself to make their system look more attractive. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that anybody is capable of making a game that looks and looks this good, sounds this good, and has so many great moments. Uh, Overwatch. The yeah. second I thought I was done with first-person shooters, uh, like multiplayer, because well, I don't know what the multiplayer is like in Doom. I'll probably never touch it. It exists, but I don't Yeah, know. that's what I hear everybody say. But Overwatch was just like, immediately, your kill count doesn't matter. Die all you want. Hmm. Every character is unlocked. If you're having a problem, try another character. Practice with the character. There's plenty of ways to do that. Uh, and maybe it, it, if this person is presenting you with an impossible option, there's absolutely a character who can defeat that. All the characters are so well designed. It's beautiful. I, I, I have not had this good a time with a first-person shooter online in a long time. Yeah. And I, I really want you guys to mic up and play with me. I, we should just do like a laser time play date with that or something. I, I love Overwatch. It might be my very favorite game of the year, but because it didn't make the Video Game Apocalypse top five, yeah. Um, and Brett's here to talk about it. Dark Souls three. Wow. Um, I had played a bit of two with you, Elston, but I played more Bloodborne's, and Bloodborne really prepared me for whatever Dark Souls three would be. It's the same mm-hmm. engine and everything. Uh, I really love that game. Uh, I really wish you would play uh, play more of it with me, Elfid. I need to know what everything does, and I don't want to read the description. Well, I'm here every day. So. <laughs> <clears throat> Not every day. Yeah, my personal pick. Are you I, burnt out on the formula? I just I played just it for get around to I it? just played it for two hours, and I just couldn't get into it. And like I don't know, I played that over 100 hours of Bloodborne and did everything, and yeah. play, played Bloodborne for a straight year. Went through Souls One, Souls Two. It was just like something about three just didn't grab. Like I thought, Bloodborne is such a more interesting aesthetic. Mm-hmm. That like the the fantasy dragon ancient shit of Dark Souls mm-hmm. is not my cup of tea anyway. Yeah, I just thought they did it very well. Mm-hmm. So now that there's Bloodborne, I'm just kind of like I kind of have to con- I have to make myself care about Dark Souls again. Yeah. And for like a month, I couldn't get into it, and then uh, Doom came out, mm-hmm. and uh, no, that whole <laughs> pe- of Overwatch Uncharted, yeah, and it all Overwatch. hit me, at the and then same also time. Uh, Earthbound came out on 3DS, and I've been uh, playing Earthbound. Oh, that's so. where I want to play it. Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, there's my personal pick, which I went from like not really talking about it at all to talking about too much over the last few weeks, but it's mm-hmm. uh, it's this old game. It does, and. What I love about this song is it only plays, well, it plays when you start the game up, but the only other, other time you'd really hear it is when you beat the game. Mm-hmm. So anytime the song's playing, it's, it's usually, it's a, and it's a good happy occasion. Like, I've probably had, like, probably almost 300 runs in that game. You know, I couldn't believe how good you were at, and, at it on the stream. But I would say I've probably beaten it, like, maybe 10 or 15 times. Mm-hmm. 
So like it's a it's a very rare occasion, but like every single time it's just fun because yeah. it's so randomized. The, I'm, I'm the floors you, are randomized, the guns are randomized, like everything. And is you just, were you were playing with an ability that just randomizes your gun, the gun in your hands. Yeah. Uh, and also, if you haven't seen it, it's just a charming twin stick shooter. Plays mm. a bunch of different characters. The characters have different abilities. Everything you shoot and fire upon is a gun or a bullet of some kind. Mm-hmm. Gun. I did. I thought yeah. it was like. It sounded Asian-y thing. I didn't get the Gungeon reference because, like, I didn't want to yeah. play a fucking stupid yeah. samurai game. But no, this is this is great. And you, I, I've never, I haven't seen you excel quite so well at a shooter on a stream yeah. uh, ever. It's a rare occasion. YouTube.com/slash Laser Time Network. Sometimes, but yeah, I love that game. It's mm-hmm. like, it's the one thing I play every day. I mean, I've had to, I've reviewed a few things, but like literally, anytime I'm not playing that, yeah, I'm I'm playing this for probably like thirty minutes. That's, that's what Overwatch hour, provides so. me with. If yeah. I'm waiting for something to load or yeah. uh, export, I just load up Overwatch, play for a second, and yeah, just just as Overwatch, like I don't know, really figured out how to make a fun online shooter that isn't about killing mercilessly and kill counts, but really working together. Dark Souls, a game about just about like here you are, here's. Learn what learn what to do. Get mm-hmm. better really soon. As opposed to like I don't know, I feel like so many games of the last generation were just like is this a game or a PowerPoint of yeah. what you want me to believe your game yeah, is? Yeah, I mean there's a lot of that. And I think yeah. that's what Doom uh, skirts a lot is this not that like cuz that whole last generation mm-hmm. to me is really characterized by things like BioShock mm-hmm. or even Prey with that opening. It's like it's just like yeah, there's still a great game here, but it's like we can tell stories yeah. now and we have camera mm-hmm. angles and more, we more want you convi- to learn our characters and open up the universe yeah. to books and TV. <laughs> yeah, more convincing than a PS2 era could really pull it off. And sure. it's like now we're going to have like, oh, did you see that twist ending? Did you see this crazy intro? Mm-hmm. Because now from a first-person perspective, mm-hmm. games are doing all this crazy stuff. And it's like, yeah, okay, I, you did that. You had a whole console generation yeah. to do that. Now make some freaking games to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're doing that. And yeah. that's what I feel like it's kind of getting back to that. Like less super scripted stuff and more like please enjoy playing video games again yeah. it's fine to have a, a thing that just walks you through a bunch of beautiful cutscenes it, it is and but that's, that's when you look at Uncharted do it that's why everybody thinks they can because sure. they think they have the voice talent and the writing right, talent to yeah. pull that off and they do not they absolutely <laughs> do not but yeah that, and those, the, did the users have yeah, some? yeah we, we got a couple from the uh, Laser Time Patreon community that's right we uh, have an exclusive weekly uncensored and uncut yeah. bonus show and uh, we this week, this week on bonus time we, we kind of just threw to the community like you know help us out with this episode give your own picks and uh, a lot of them were the same as ours Trevor Cuba said he's not here to say persona yeah uh, <laughs> hashtag FE dancing all night dancing all night uh, Trevor Cuba said, as someone who's been burnt out on shooters for years, I'm loving Overwatch. Yeah. Even better than the game, however, is the super fun community that has yeah. grown around it and the ridiculous headcanon everyone's rolling with. Sorry, yes. <laughs> that, that's the new, that's the other thing. Character design. Yeah, I, thought, I think people sort of abandon good character, good and fun and, what would you call it, divergent character yeah. design. I love playing, I get to play as a monkey A couple people have mentioned, like, the porn aspect, and I'm yeah. like, is it because these people have already been drawn into porn, or is it just because no, of the I, character design? No, I think it's very... literally because of the character design, because you can instantly recognize those characters without their clothes on. Where oh, I could okay. put, a, I could put without their clothes on, silhouettes of Marcus Phoenix, whoever the mm-hmm. fuck from Bioshock, Commander Shepard, yeah. and they're just bald marines with, yeah. the, with the same build. Uh, okay. It's <laughs> boring, boring shit, but you know who Tracer is, you know who Winston is, you know who... Uh, Whatever the lesbian icon character is, uh, <laughs> Bastion, you can recognize all of them through so many different aspects. Yeah. Uh, but Smelston said, yeah. even though I badly wanted to buy Doom at full price at release a month ago, I'm glad I waited for the Steam summer sale and got it at nearly half price. It's easily one of the most fun first-person shooters I've played in a long time. 
And Colin O'Hara said, Hearts of Iron 4 is amazing. It's amazing what if history porn, and I cannot recommend it enough for anyone who enjoys Paradox's many simulation games. It's a blast. I'm currently playing the America Fuck Yeah faction, bringing freedom to everyone, whether they want it or not. <laughs> Self-determination is bullshit. You want freedom shoved down your throat. <laughs> And I should also say I'm literally playing Disney Magic Kingdoms right now, the game I'm most ashamed to love yeah. because I've been trying to unlock Donald Duck for the last four weeks and in order to avoid paying $99 to do so in this <laughs> otherwise amazing experience that I'm, I'm pretty much now playing like a grifter at a casino. Like, how long can I stay here without spending anything? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, I've been playing a ton of that. And I, a bunch of Laser Time listeners are, and I know now because I can see your Magic Kingdoms. <laughs> you're not anymore. And you're, no, well, they're, they're all playing Pokemon Go now. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I meant to get Mongo. on that because we'll, we'll be <laughs> done. Mind that shit. I meant to get on the Pokemon Go immediately because we'll all be tired of it within yeah. a week if Mitomo. Yeah, uh, you know, so yeah. Not is me- any indication? It's the first time we've mentioned it during this segment, uh, which uh, is ending because we're going to take a quick break and come back with our favorite TV shows of 2016 so far. Commercial alert! Put the VCR on pause. Ah! Thank you guys for listening. Today's show is brought to you by Little Bits. What are Little Bits? Little Bits are Legos that move. Do you have a little inventor or DIYer, aspiring musician, a technically savvy kid or person in your life? Little Bits are easy to use, color-coded magnetic blocks that you, a kid, a student, can snap together assembly to make electronic moving parts. People have built robots, bubble blowers, rudimentary pinball games. Uh, there's even a kid who made a keyboard out of a banana. Uh, so they're sort of like advanced Legos that use a little bit of electricity, but it could be the perfect gift for the uh, little inventor in your house. But guess what, Laser Time listeners? If you go to trylittlebits.com slash lasertime, you are going to get $20 off your first Little Bits kit. Little Bits' mission is to empower the next generation with creative confidence and the curiosity to ask why. As someone who grew up loving Legos, techniques, capsellas, I find Little Bits fascinating. And maybe if I played with them a little more and as a kid, I wouldn't be here trying to make a living podcasting. Anyway, Little Bits has received awards from parents, groups, and tech places like Popular Mechanics and uh, and of course you can find more information at their website but exclusively for Laser Time listeners you can go to trylittlebits.com slash laser time and get $20 off your first order you like Laser Time shows? then you might like Bonus Time Laser Time's weekly bonus show exclusively on patreon.com slash laser time here's a taste of what you've been missing Winnie the Pooh saying 420. Now, when Pooh heard his poo-coo clock, he knew it was time for something. Oh, yes, 420. But he's, his own clock is called a poo-coo... A poo-coo clock. It, it is in the Kingdom Hearts video to, the, to that... But that. that's so egotistical that you name your own appliances <laughs> after you. You're like giving, I don't... You're I don't, giving Pooh a lot of credit I already for... eat all my dinner out of the micro, Dave. <laughs> That's usually um, what I get at a Chinese buffet. I don't <laughs> urinate in the crisp pot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't. Get bonus time, Laser Time's weekly, full-length, uncensored, and ad-free Patreon-exclusive podcast, as well as weekly full-length movie commentaries, wrestling and cartoon video commentaries, physical rewards, the first season of Talking Simpson, and more at patreon.com slash laser time, starting at just five bucks. You'll help us live, and we'll do our best to help you never be bored again. friends 
Together forever, the fun never ends. Solving mysteries one hug at a time. Bunny and Kitty, two of a kind. Yes, we're back with the best TV shows of that's 2016 fine, so far. The the series of selfies of her getting attacked by a squirrel is yeah. way funnier than Bunny Kitty. Yeah, it doesn't make for good audio, though. That's true. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Picture Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which I thought I didn't like that much anymore, but uh, I think we were talking about this in, when we were planning this episode, and like it did when Tina Fey got introduced as the she's great as, yeah. as the split personality alcoholic lawyer who does or psychiatrist <laughs> mm-hmm. who doesn't remember what she does. She that was a yeah. great character. She's great and. She shows up in like the last four or five episodes. Uh, the beginning of the show is strong. The end yeah. is strong. And the middle kind of sags. But like the Muppet grandmother. Yeah. That shit was so... I fell out of my chair. Yeah, is that, is that woman a puppet? Like, it's, I don't know, but she's not going to like this. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it fits so well within like the 30 Rock Kimmy Schmidt so verse. Where yeah. it's like, things are wacky enough that's like... Almost too much, but no, yeah. I, can, I I'm allowing it. Yeah, and Titus, everything like that, that, that whole that whole God episode where he goes to the family yeah. and he's like, "Oh, is my boyfriend's gonna come out to his family," and he's <laughs> yeah. like so ready to soak up all the drama and these Italian stereotypes. You think are gonna blow up at him, and they're like, "That's real yeah. sweet." Like are, they just totally roll with it. Oh, yeah. that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Well, speaking <laughs> of Titus, here's one of my favorite clips of him from the season. Trident gum is chewiest gum. Give it to your friends and chew it with your teeth. Your teeth are bones that live outside. They hang from your lips like bats. Oh, outside bones, outside bones. Never forget teeth, outside bones. The bones that you wash, and when you're a kid, they fall from your head. And to make things less weird, we say they got stolen by a demon that your parents know. <laughs> Trident. <laughs> Probably should have started with that song instead. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I liked the season more than the first. Yeah. Like, they didn't lean so heavily on, like, the kind of, like, the hacky Asian jokes they used with their boyfriend. Like, he's, he's still there, mm-hmm. but they don't do... Like, they are, there is that one weird episode that's a reaction to, like, you guys think... You guys thought that was offensive that we made fun of Asians in the first season? Here's an entire episode where we, like, rag on the people who made fun of us. And it's like, that's almost a bit too much. But, like, the rest of the season was pretty great. Oh, and and, t- uh, and Titus... I'm still on the side of that. I don't mean to, to like yell at people yeah. who are sensitive to things but like there has never been a more inclusive yeah. and diverse show than Kimmy Sh- who literally makes fun of everybody in the universe and like the the idea that people and what other like sh- who yeah. can be the first to write up why this is a uh, not empowering or uh, possibly offensive to someone it was just like come on give me a break uh, so and also uh, Lisa Kudrow showing up at the end as, as the roller coaster addicted mother I, yeah. I actually couldn't get over I'm pretty sure that scene was legit shot in Universal Studios <laughs> Florida and I haven't yeah, been was. there in uh, years and like yeah. I haven't seen it in high definition. I was just, I, I don't know, my heart was pumping. Way yeah, because I was like, oh yeah, that, I've been on that oh, one. I've been, been there. Yeah. So Chris, this is a personal pick of yours, and one that I really mean to watch, but I haven't yet. Yeah. I believe is this a Netflix show? Yes. <laughs> That's Pussy Noodle, the uh, <laughs> the wonderful product that Maria Bamford uh, wants to uh, wants to shill. And Lady Dynamite, Lady Dynamite, if you haven't seen it, uh, one Maria Bamford is amazing. Mm-hmm. 
And you may recognize her from being amazing as the Invisible Girl slash, oh my god, what was her, her name was really funny, in Arrested Development Season 4. Mm, uh, I don't remember her name, but I know you're talking But it was about like it. a joke about being thrown away or something like that. Uh, she's, it's basically a semi-autobiographical show that jumps around through time, uh, but it's created by Mitch Hurwitz, the guy who created Arrested Development, and the, the, episode, the first episode directed by him. Can you imagine an Arrested Development that's more fast-paced and surreal <laughs> and even weirder? Wow. That's what the show is. And, like, I, I have not gotten all the way through it because my girlfriend and I have made a point to, like, we can't watch it without us, so we end up not watching the show that mm-hmm. I really want to watch for fucking four weeks. <laughs> but it's really good. I really I like Lady Dynamite more than um, Kimmy Schmidt. Wow. Yes. Damn. Once again, Netflix sort of sort of killing it. I feel like I wasn't in love with a ton of Netflix Damn. stuff this year. But I, I really recommend, if you like Arrested Development, you'll love Lady Dynamite. Yeah, but I mean, they kind of just kept it going. Like, end of last year was Master of None. Mm-hmm. They went into Kimmy Schmidt, and they went into this. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, kind of uh, the sky's the limit. Uh, uh, Netflix, I think someone said they're trying to make a new premiere, a new show every single week. That's huh. 50, 52 wow. new shows every every. Year. Might be too much. Might be too much. Well, a rare non-streaming show that uh, I think we all got into. Yeah, so Sorry. it's The People versus O.J. Simpson. But Yeah, uh, which I expected to be like, man, like that sounds like hot trash. Yeah. And it sounds like someone trying to kind of pinpoint like did my own nostalgia, even though I'm not really nostalgic for the O.J. thing. I feel mm-hmm. like I was a little too young to really yeah. know what was happening at the I time. Only, I only got it through Saturday Night Live. Like, yeah. That's how I got I mean, it, it dominated SNL for yeah. like two years. I think, I think Laura Keitlinger stayed on the show. Longer, so someone could play Marsha Clark. Yeah, and, and I also I also love the first season of Kimmy Schmidt. I did not realize that they were doing yeah. Darden and Marsha Clark. Yeah, uh, yeah. but uh, People vs O.J. Simpson, written by the writers of my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies, Ed Wood, and the um, uh, Big Eyes, and they they yeah they they love to do biopics on people like weird people. Yeah, and. Uh, this is a 10 episode series in the whole OJ case and it just gives you yeah and it's a great slice of, uh, it's the kind of thing like when you hear it you're like really you're going to make a show out of that mm-hmm. and then it was just it was just f- un- you, unmissable TV all of a yeah. sudden it was just reliving even, that sense of like even though you knew everything that was going to happen yeah it was yeah. just like oh yeah like every it was, but I did it I was, didn't remember how how did OJ get out of the Bronco yeah. like I didn't know how that yeah, I didn't so remember how that resolved itself yeah there's just all this stuff about like how crazy that case was and how it's this perfect storm of a celebrity case a race case gender kit like everything yeah, about it because Marsha with the defense just like oh you're a woman so you're constantly under scrutiny for how you yeah. look are you that ragging like tragic, you're late man. you're late because you had to like find a babysitter yeah, like that's unacceptable she's like, a district attorney prosecutor for the state yet on the cover of gossip magazine saying yeah. worst haircut of all time it's just like, so much stuff happening at a time when there's still really no internet mm-hmm. and there's no like it's just uh, and for a celebrity that hadn't been hot for a long time well, uh, I think he. The thing was that he'd never been out of the public eye. Right. He was still commentating. He was still a sp- OJ. Sure, was still yeah. a spokesman. He mm-hmm. wasn't popular to us because, like, I was. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to get into that just yet. But a great companion piece is that ESPN companion documentary, yeah. which leans in even harder to a lot of the stuff huh. that this this dramatizes. Most importantly, because um, this is what you won't remember as a kid. You'll remember Rodney King, but you won't remember a lot of the other. Injustice is that fan the flame. The the flames are the thing that eventually culminated in like well the Rodney King riots and the OJ trial, Mm -hmm. where he became like you know black people everywhere championing OJ. You can see why when you see what was happening in Los Angeles at that same time, and it was not just Rodney King. A bunch of fucked up shit along the lines that you couldn't even imagine. Given the recent news of yeah, yeah. a shitload of adjust, uh, injustice, but like the docu- that documentary is a great companion piece. This I feel like I could watch this with my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and we can just sort of like, wow, 
<laughs> the documentary is like cold, hard, depressing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. the show is very dramatized and. But week by week, there was just this ongoing, like, how accurate was that? How accurate was that? Did this happen? Did this happen? But, but uh, and the, all the actors involved is it's similarly ins- insane. It's all, Yeah, it's insane, like, the level of talent that they got for this. I went from rolling and, my eyes at this to calling this, this might be, like, the can't-miss yeah. 2016 show. And but, not yeah. only did they get all these people, they got them to say some pretty insane things. like Being able to look at someone like Johnny Cochran, who was out there fighting for <laughs> the right cause. But when they say, like, you want to fan, fan the flames of a race war... In this climate, in this time, yeah. in this city, yeah. that is literally irresponsible. And like the doc is sort of like even people who work with him, like I really wish he hadn't done yeah. this. Yeah. Like it went too far. But this is a funny, yeah. a funny slice of what. And also, this, very, is like, this is literally a conversation that was happening in very, my schools. Very indicative of the time. Yes, a very heated debate too. Some uh, sugar with your salt. Okay. So we've received a few complaints about talking during TV time. If you have something to say, please try to keep your voice down this is with the and jury, your comments and laughter yeah. to a minimum. <laughs> Speaking of, Blockbuster sent over a fresh batch of VHSs today. Hey, uh, did they send Martin? Martin, that's my show. Man, don't nobody want to watch that clown. He's hey. a comedian. He's supposed to be funny. Didn't you hear the woman say we can't laugh? I'll laugh if I want to. I wouldn't mind an episode of Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. What is a Seinfeld? <laughs> it's a TV show. I never heard of it. Seinfeld is a much better show. Oh, Man, really? Seinfeld ain't about nothing. We'll be watching Seinfeld. <laughs> I'm just making a decision here instead of listening to you people argue. I'm sure we can find something we all want to watch. Look, why don't we just take a vote? Well, that's a great idea. Thank you, Armand. Yeah. Who votes Martin? <laughs> oh. Hey. Duh. Hey. But I'm talking about now. If you want to watch Seinfeld, don't, 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 Coke, Diet Coke conversation. Yeah. I remember having arguments with my dad. Dan, I want to watch Martin in Living Color because that's what all the kids were watching. Yeah, he yeah. wanted to watch Seinfeld, and gradually, I like Seinfeld more now. You got back the family then. to vote, and then you're like, Martin. <laughs> Martin. But yeah, like that was just like. That was a whole episode just about how the crazy the life of the jury was. Yeah. Just and like, so oh, depressing. these ones are angling for a book deal. They, this person is yeah, so untrustworthy. And then how the prosecution and defense are angling to get people in and out of the jury. Yeah. And like things that are all technically illegal, but people are like clearly just like gaming the system and just like how the hell just to win points for the news cycle that and it's day. Like such a show, it's a kind of show where it's like after that episode, I'm like, well, I'm gonna go on Wikipedia for like a half hour and research every single juror and yeah. see like why did this person get di- like dismissed. Was this exactly? That was in the show. Yeah, very I mean, like. like yeah. Well, I, like I, I, they said, the guy said behind the scene, they just they ba- basically everybody involved with this trial, mm-hmm. except for one person, mm-hmm. wrote a book. Yeah, everybody. So like, just trying to get all those accounts to mesh into one single story with yeah. some non-biased parties while interviewing no one. Yeah. Uh, they, I love that they took pride in interviewing no one. What Scott Alexander, Larry Kurzuski. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I thought this was great. The documentary sheds some additional light on it because like, basically like, who is the most irresponsible person? in this case and like one of them Lance Ito yeah. I love the depiction of Lance Judge Lance Ito of like why did you allow court why did you allow cameras in here to begin with yeah. and you had to put that in perspective for me because I was like against watching it and like the whole thing and, with and, his and girlfriend they were very, the cop it's like well they're just super frank about it on, on the documentary here's the context uh, in addition to the racial tension mm-hmm. and all that stuff this is the most famous person in the universe ever tried for murder mm-hmm. 
That's it. There's never been a more famous person yeah. on trial for murder. O.J. Simpson was a household name. Uh, and, and there's also CNN. There's no Fox News. There's no MSNBC. And there's one single channel that's going to like, well, yeah. we have something vaguely political. It was Core TV. And uh, they, it doesn't, Core TV doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, Core TV, C-SPAN, and even the networks like at certain points are just like, let's just cover O.J. all day. And at a time when the 24-hour news cycle was... Not in its infancy, yeah. but it's not like it is now, where it's just a barrage of news channels. It was just just enough shit happening on an hourly or daily basis with this trial, such that the coverage was insane. Yeah. Um, and, and every person involved in it became a household name. Like it, Lance Ito, the only one who didn't write a book. Uh, didn't profit off the, the entire case. Too uh, long an OJ. I'm going to play a clip from Saturday Night Live where uh, uh, one of Kate McKinnon's characters, who is a mom who's constantly eating out of Tupperware... Uh, describing her favorite TV shows, and this is her describing uh, the People vs. O.J. Simpson. Did you ever end up watching? <laughs> Did you ever end up watching O.J. By well, the way, I was doing a, a Thomas Kincaid puzzle at the lighthouse at the same time, but I got the gist. Well, do you want to give us the gist? Yeah, or? sure, sure. Okay, so I watched one where Show Me the Money tried on a glove that shrunk, and then Curly Head got really mad at Black Mr. Clean. And then Skunk Hair from Friends kept bringing up the Jews. No, I, I think that was Robert Kardashian, and I think he was saying juice. Oh, okay. Well, all I know is that I figured out who did it in the first five minutes. <laughs> oh, I love that. I just, all that shit... Yeah, failed the lie detector test. Uh, and like, and yeah, and just, I mean, just LA, last thing about the just doc, LAPD. They have one, the third or fourth one, the graphic warning. Like, it's just yeah. a forensics guy. This is what happened. He, why didn't the glove fit here? And he just describes flatly, coldly, exactly how the murders took place. And it's chilling, showing them with the pictures. And of course, I never had an opinion on whether OJ did it or not. Yeah. I don't, I don't really care. I didn't really care at the time. I, I'm not sure that I care now because, <laughs> like, it's just weird that justice caught up with him. And he's in, he'll probably yeah, die yeah. in prison. I care that he wasn't convicted. Well, but it's also like in terms of like and that's that's also why people were championing this. This is, this seemed like justice in that. Oh, if you're rich enough, you can yeah. get away with stuff. Coming from a people who feel like they can't get away with anything, mm-hmm. even just living their life. So like I, I it, again, I've, it's it's better for isn't it? Would it's, you rather a guilty person go free or an innocent person be convicted? I would rather a guilty person go free. Than an innocent person. But this all this show is also now good. Pretty, if, it's if, weird. That, if that case only boiled down to just that <laughs> yeah. fact. I, but it's, but that's, I never knew enough about the case to like weigh in. Other it was just on the news all the time. I don't it's really one of those things know. where it's like it's clear that he did it, but like the investigation and everything around it was so poorly yeah. handled yeah. that it's like you have to let him walk because like everything about the way the evidence is collected yeah. and yeah. reported and handled. It's like you can't just out of principle you yeah. can't yeah. convict someone of murder yeah. when you've just blah, 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 like. Yeah. Uh, it, just, it, it's, it is amazing. Like even though him, OJ going to jail for the kidnapping stuff is like literal injustice. <laughs> He's in jail for dozens of years for trying for the, to steal like some his own cards. stuff back, yeah. <laughs> but doing it while armed. Nobody goes to jail for that long. But the whole world was like, right. yeah, that seems right. Yeah. That, seems, that, <laughs> that seems fair. Well, what else can we please talk about? Well, speaking of murder, uh, murder. Game of Thrones, the new season, you yes. mentioned that. I don't have any clips, but... Yes, uh, just like... I, I, I keep saying this on podcasts because I feel like I have nowhere to discuss yeah. it, but I, I read uh, the first four books, hated the fourth book more than anything. It was George R. R. Martin not being able to finish anything. He split the fourth book mm-hmm. in two because it was so big. One giant 700-page tome of the characters you don't care about uh, because he can't write on time. And the show finally overlapped the book series, which has been out for... Oh, a decade and a half. Uh, and because of that, 
it treats its lore and characters and story more episodically and like television rather than th- they were really trying not to go past George R. R. Martin's books but he missed a delay again it's like well we're not going to put the show off for another two years yeah. to wait for you to finish your last two books two books <laughs> so they're now the show is now past the books the show will be two books ahead of mm-hmm. the books essentially right. and so what ended up happening this season every single episode was incredibly compelling there was an arc there was payoff there was no ambiguity everything was ramping up rather than ramping down which uh-huh. is which is how I feel the se- not only the books were going but the seasons were as well and I don't know what show gets better in its sixth season yeah, that's it, it doesn't happen but it had happened because of what George R.R. Martin's double R. Martin or as my <laughs> friend Sarah calls him George Rape Rape Martin not a fan Railroad. not Martin. a fan yeah, yeah. They're just they're, they're finally this shrug off the the yeah. just the, the the chains of the source material. Uh, it's it's such a it's, it was such a compelling season. The last episode was so good, and I've watched two or three of those seasons and been completely bored. Yeah, uh, but this was great. Uh, and Brett, you chose NXT. Yeah, uh, which uh, I, I have a clip that it, it this both like highlights two of the biggest characters of uh, this year so far, and also like the biggest thing of the next half of the year potentially. Yeah, this is uh, Shinsuke Nakamura yeah. and Finn Balor approaching Finn Balor. Shinsuke Nakamura, you <laughs> have answered my question. I guess I know what's next for oh. Finn Balor. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura versus Finn Balor. So these are two like you know really hot wrestlers right yeah. now um, that are on NXT. They're not on the main WWE you know TV shows, no mm-hmm. Raw, no SmackDown, but they both made their names in Japan over the years. Obviously, Finn is not Japanese. He's uh, Prince Devitt mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in Japan, but uh, he's Venom. Venom the wrestler. Venom the wrestler. <laughs> uh, there's a very, there's a non-zero chance you have just seen random Tumblr images of who has all this crazy like Resident Evil or, <laughs> Con- or Spider-Man Venom yeah. paint on. It was probably him. And Shinsuke is the one you see on Tumblr doing all like the Valdo motions. All the Valdo. I don't know. <laughs> he is the most compelling character yeah. he's for, like, from wrestling I've seen in years. Tons of great poses, just great charisma, like yeah. body language. And they they fought before in Japan, but I haven't seen those matches because I didn't watch New Japan. Yeah. And they're going to wrestle this month in July, but just their interaction because Finn lost yeah. his championship. And he's just like, what am I going to do? You know, I'm, I'm the face of the company yeah. for the past year. And then Shinsuke walks out and he's like, well, you know, I'm here too. Before I can go get a belt, yeah. I have to beat the icon yeah. that it, made the place popular. It, it, the clip is too long of him, but he's just like, yeah, he's just he's like so weird about like. I mean, he does like it's amazing that he can speak English that well at yeah. all, but yeah. like that he's just like and every everyone in the audience is like, oh, uh, just as know, he's talking, like, and you know he's gonna say like, I have to beat long dramatic pause. Everyone's face. and you know he's gonna point at the only <laughs> other guy in the ring and be like. You, but and when so he excited. does it, Finn's eyes go wide. Like what? <laughs> it's just such a cartoonish, great moment, gifable yeah. moment. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, like. But we went to NXT. It was a Portland show. Got to see them live. Both of them were there. It was just a great show. And if NXT comes around anywhere, they don't tour all that often. Yeah. Uh, but if they're anywhere within like a three-hour drive of you, and you are even on the edge of like you might think a wrestling go show mm-hmm. live, like forget watching it every week. Mm-hmm. If you think it might be fun to go to, you're yeah. like kind of maybe. And NXT is anywhere near you. Definitely go check that shit out. I, I it's just, fun. I am very easily bored by in-ring activity. I really would just rather people like the Giant B-Drag. Mm-hmm. 
dragged around in a casket. Um, <laughs> I, I would prefer backstage stuff like that. But oh, that's the big show, not the, the big show. <laughs> it on. was the giant. It's been a yeah. while. I know you're sad. There's uh, no new Monday Night Wars documentary. Yeah, this yeah year. I love, I, I love, and I love all that drama. I love the yeah. storylines of everything, and the and wrestling is the, the match is kind of yeah. the payoff. But but something about NXT hungrier they're younger yeah. i have to imagine they've signed more ridiculous waivers absolving the wwe of any insurance mm-hmm. liability because they seem to be allowed to do more impressive and risky yeah. things in ring that actually like i'm not a huge mark for this shit mm-hmm. that was amazing mm-hmm. how did you do that yeah just to make american alpha hit their stride this year yeah uh like there's just a lot of fun wrestling going on there um, and, and that's all. No, no specific thing. Just the ne- WWE Network's ten bucks a month. See, that was it. People TV. Deal. It's a- yeah. I uh, got a qu- couple quick uh, ones from the uh, Ooh, Patreon please. community. Nicholas Basile said, "Kimmy Schmidt season two mm-hmm. has been one of my favorite TV shows this year. It's funny as hell, and it's really nice to see Titus grow up and start a real relationship with Mikey, <laughs> and it's not treated as a punchline. Oh yeah, it's great. More positive LGBT relationships in media is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maritha Demon said, "Better Call Saul season two without oh. a doubt." Breaking Bad was great, and Better Call Saul might just be better. Every I, episode has something surprising, and despite it being a prequel, I can honestly say I have no idea where the show is headed 90% of the time. Have you guys seen Better Call Saul? I, I saw the first it. season. I watched the first season. And I, I liked it, but I figured, like, yeah, I don't, it's, it's one of those it, shows, like, it was on the... It took the Breaking Bad template yeah. and is telling the same story, but involving a lawsuit against an old folks' home for multiple seasons. It is somehow yeah. just as compelling. Yeah, I, I don't I, understand. I, I loved how the show went from, like, oh, it's people getting their legs broken in the desert. Yeah. That's just Breaking Bad. I already saw this. And yeah. then within three episodes it's like this is a completely different show with much lower stakes yeah but still like just like but also the yeah, weird yeah. mike stuff on the side oh, yeah, um, yeah. but i i really like better call Saul. i i did not have a lot of faith it's good I, but i love bob odenkirk i'll watch anything he does and daniel valdez says my favorite new shows have to be lady dynamite and baskets two form demolishing sad coms anchored by brilliant comedians that's a brilliant I, marie bamford ends out golf uh, baskets is is probably my lady's favorite show and yeah. it it was excellent it's excellent for a lot of the same reasons louis is but oh. uh uh, different. Zach Galifianakis is a classically trained, uh, very expensively trained clown from Fr- a clown who <laughs> goes to France and spends all his mother's money to become a clown, but has to go back to his hometown and become a sad rodeo clown. And everybody in the cast is super weird. Uh, it is. It's very much like Louis, but with a continuous story arc. Hmm. I re- he, who does he play? He plays either Dale or Chip. <laughs> he plays his, tw- his Zach Galifianakis plays his own twin, Chip and Dale. Hmm. Uh, Jesus, yes, wow. Dale Baskets or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. All right. That's his last it. name. Uh, so we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come back with movies and other all the rest of the categories for the best of 2016 so far after this. Break. You know, a fascinating transition. Damn it! Hey there, everyone. This episode, and this is not a joke, this is a real advertisement, listener. This episode of Laser Time is brought to you by Lola. And what is Lola, you're asking? Lola is all natural, thoughtfully crafted tampons delivered to your door. When you visit trymylola.com, that's L O L A, trymylola.com slash laser time, you'll get 50% off your first two box order. That's 18 bucks worth of stuff for $9. Why use Lola instead of hoofing it to a store down the street? Well, Lola's tampons are 100% natural. No dyes, no additives, nothing you wouldn't want sitting inside your bod for an extended period of time. 
What's even better is Lola's subscription model. You determine the frequency of deliveries, how many boxes you want, what types of tampons are in those boxes, and you get the first order for half off by visiting trymylola.com slash laser time. And guys, there's a lady in your life. You probably had to head out for a surprise tampon purchase. With Lola, neither of you have to worry about how many tampons are left because there's already an order on the way. So again, visit trymylola.com slash laser time for 50% off your first two-box order. Ahoy hoy, Laser Time Podcast listeners. Have you lost all of your friends by refusing to communicate in nothing but Simpsons references? Well, we're here to help with Talking Simpsons, our chronological exploration of the best television show ever. Here's a highlight from our most recent and beginning discussion. I want to just take one episode to give line of the show to just the unnamed workers of Springfield because they crack me uh, up. Yeah. Hello, governor. Uh-huh. Move job while you white. Don't touch me. That's the Just Stamp the Ticket guy. Yes, yeah, Just Stamp the Ticket telling that, who I do think, he said it before, I think, but he becomes Surly Duff. So, Lube Job While You Wait, White. just for me, became shorthand with my friends for all British people. I, like, do, that's, I do like the incongruity of Buckingham Palace meets an oil change place. Yeah, that's great. Worst episode ever. That's Talking Simpsons every Wednesday on the Laser Time Podcast Network until the show becomes unpopular. Playing us in, Careless Whisper, uh, the uh, with the credit song from Deadpool. Yes, uh, yeah, that the was best po- mar- might be the best Marvel post-credit scene of all time. Yeah, that, and also one of the best Marvel non-Marvel movie, one of the best Fox Marvel movies in it, quite a while. I think definitely, and also the most comic booky movie mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Like uh, somebody, somebody behind the scenes at the MCU was sort of like, uh, we no longer have time to attempt to catch people up who are have not mm. been involved for 20 movies yeah we can't do and they do have to do that with every movie except for guardians they have to struggle to try and catch you up with the story whereas deadpool does it more like a comic book mm-hmm. very fast very very silly very funny mm-hmm. and uh I, I i didn't i had a couple of complaints about the film when i first saw it because i saw it with my girlfriend she didn't know who deadpool was and like these are just a bunch of uh sad man show yeah. cock jokes it, the rest of it is great mm-hmm. like ryan reynolds is a great deadpool uh this yeah, the story's fine. Like it, it's it's the best, maybe the most authentic depiction of a character that I love yeah. on that's ever been put on screen. Uh, but I've watched it on a plane two or three times since then, and I love it. Yeah. I love Deadpool, and it also had the romance, which uh, mm-hmm. you don't get in superhero movies that much. And uh, here's a clip of that. Rough childhood, rougher than yours. Daddy left before I was born. Daddy left before I was conceived. Ever had a cigarette put out on your skin? Where else do you put one out? I was molested. Me too. Uncle. Uncles. They took turns. I watched my own birthday party through the keyhole of a locked closet, which also happens to be Your mine. bedroom. Lucky, I slept in a dishwasher box. <sighs> you had a dishwasher? I didn't even know sleep. It was pretty much 24-7 ball gags, brownie mix, and clown porn. It's funny that it seems. I can't believe yeah. you haven't seen it yet, Elston. What are yeah. you avoiding it for? Who said I'm avoiding it? Sounds like you're avoiding it. It's not like it pops up in the street and I walk away from it. I thought you were a Deadpool fan, though. I am a bigger fan than anyone here. Uh, (laughs) Apparently not. I just don't like... I don't... I don't know. I also like that it's not as 
it's not as epic as any of these other movies. It's kind of a, I mean, I think that's also because it didn't have a big budget compared to mm-hmm. most superhero movies, but it's a very contained movie. But like just, it, it doesn't go that far, but you kind of don't even mind. I but, love too many, but I love how how like non self serious yeah. it is while still in the Marvel universe. And I said that on another show. There's a fi- final battle on a decrepit helicarrier that they can't call a helicarrier, <laughs> but they're like flippantly connecting themselves to the MCU <laughs> despite a lawsuit. The, the director's like, I can confirm that's not a helicarrier because we are not allowed to use that and if we did we'd be sued so therefore it isn't but it totally is and, it, and, and the whole movie's like that it opens up with fake credits uh, it's really I don't know it's funny this in all... is more of a helicopter carrier <laughs> but it's it, I think the same but the same reason I loved Winter Soldier so much it was Marvel not making so much a Marvel movie but adapting a Marvel character yeah. to a specific genre and that's what Deadpool is it's just it's taking the same universe and characters and making a comedy out of it the introduction of Cyclops is the most comic panel thing I've ever uh, not Cyclops Colossus. Colossus Colossus is the most comic book thing introduction I've ever seen hmm. and it wouldn't be done in a normal Marvel movie because that's just not how it's done it has to be dramatic and everyone gets starlighting uh, <laughs> the fight sequence between him and Deadpool is one of my favorite moments ever in 2016 uh, that is so fucking funny it's the perfect use of Wade's <laughs> powers uh, I, I really love Deadpool. To move on to another superhero movie, this might be, if I have to pick, like, a a soundbite that mm-hmm. just, like, encapsulates 2016 and, like, what's the most popular thing if the aliens come down and want to research this one year? It would be this clip. All right. I run out of patience. Underoos! Nice job, kid. Thanks. Well, I could have stuck the landing a little better. It's just a new suit. Well, it's nothing, Mr. Stark. It's it's perfect. Thank you. Yeah, we don't really it's... need to start a conversation. Okay. Cap, Captain, big fan of Spider-Man. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Just hey, everyone. Good job. Uh, I, need to, I really yeah. want to watch this again. Uh, yeah, the movie itself was really fun. I don't remember much about it, but no, Spider-Man I... in it was perfect. Yeah. I have no criticism of Spider-Man mm-hmm. in that movie at all. Mm-hmm. Everything about that is exactly how he should be. The delivery... That he's awkward, but also smart, yeah. and but not an idiot, not bumbling. It's it's like that is such a good high school Peter Parker. I loved it, and all of his references, all of his jokes were funny. I'm glad the you way know. he moved around, the way he fought, yep. how he's weird, and that, pe- the line uh, just like yeah. that really old movie Empire <laughs> Strikes Back, uh, like yeah. just like. I love that Spider-Man alienating everyone in the audience yeah. who wants to love him, and that's exactly <laughs> how it should be. Yeah. yeah, and just the scene we've talked about this, I think, in the uh, prior Laser Time, even or Cape Crisis. I can't remember which one it was because we record so many <laughs> goddamn shows; they all run together. <laughs> um, but where he, like, I forget who throws a car at him or whatever. I think it might be Bucky, and he thinks it, like Bucky, like throws it, and Spider-Man grabs it with the web and swings it back at him, and it, it's done in such a single fluid motion, mm-hmm. and it's like. I have seen that in comics so many times that my brain connects the panels together. But this fight scene with Mm Spider-Man chasing Winter Soldier... I forget who all he's fighting in that scene, frankly. Uh, yeah, it's Winter Soldier. Like him and Falcon are in there. Oh, it's him, yeah, him and Falcon and Bucky. Uh, and it's just perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Yeah. His movement, his mannerisms, everything about and that I, shit was phenomenal. Probably safe to spoil, but I'll try not to anyway. Like, Ant-Man is sort of like the most tertiary God character damn, in he's there. so good, too. But the, that moment in the film, like... Assholes, were you saving this? Yeah. Saving this moment yeah, for this a moment was spoiled by Legos, by yeah. the way. <laughs> wow. But uh, yeah. no, my favorite line from that was like, I thought it was a water truck. <laughs> <laughs> Why would there be a fucking water truck? Uh, like, that scene was yeah. great. Everything about like, and, and every, it, it seemed almost like, oh, here comes all the heroes fighting in an airport. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And mm-hmm. it turned out to be the 
best fight scene of the year. Yeah, like, I, I think uh, best Marvel fight scene ever. Probably, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And and that, it's weird. It's a it's just weird to set the bar that high. I don't know. I don't know. Good for them. Yeah. I see, can't imagine. Like the only thing that's going to top that is when. Those same characters are all trying to fight Thanos. Yeah. yeah. Because that scene is still yet to be filmed, and I can't I, imagine it is going to be. The the thing I'm most anxiously awaiting is just how they connect the Guardians to yeah. the Earthbound MCU. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. what are they up to now in terms of Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, movies? Is 14? it like 14? Oh, yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I would say this is like maybe my second favorite. It's like this and is Guardians it? are at the top. I still Guardians and Winter Soldiers for yeah. life, but um, yeah. I mean, all the same year too. By the way, yeah. maybe that says more about where I was back then. Yeah, rather than I, what still, the movies I still, are. still like the first Thor a lot. I, I have not rewatched it's it. Good. I'm terrified. It's good. Terrified. It's good, man. What well, about? Uh, speaking of Dinzy, uh, we got what? one uh, one more movie, and probably my favorite animated movie since uh, gosh, oh, this what gonna was, be, this since gonna, uh, Inside Out. This is going to be a shocker. Oh, and I usually cut these down, but I couldn't. Well, are you saying that because he's a sloth, he can't be fast? Flash, flash, hundred yard dash, buddy. It's nice to see you. Nice to see you <laughs> too. Hmm. Officer Judy Half, CPD. How are you? I am doing fine. Well, <laughs> what? Hang in there. Can I? Nuts. Yes. Do. Well, I was hoping you could run a play. For you. Well, I was hoping you Today. could. <laughs> and that, that scene goes on for like another two minutes. And uh, I am convinced, at, like right when I saw this scene, I'm like, they're the minions. They are going to get their own movie the in a year or two. And uh, like, and usually I Boy, try that to, joke will not run into I Well, yeah, we'll see. But like, I usually cut down clips like this, but I'm like, I can't. It's, I love the it's time. Hard. That is the whole joke. So, yeah. And it is the Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, and Cincinnati. I, I just saw Finding Dory, and you can hear my thoughts on it in a recent episode of Bonus Time, I guess. Uh, but but the, the, the sort of, well, the sort of the idea that like Disney's movies never are better than Pixar's. Yeah. Uh, but they sure. this year they were. Yeah. And Zootopia is yet another crazy bold move frozen i thought was astounding because it was disney returning to its roots and upgrading just the right things in order to break through to the zeitgeist again and cross over and make an everybody movie yeah big hero six i thought was excellent oh yeah and, and this again is just like i had no idea disney was going to take the storybook about little animals a bunny who wants to be a cop and tell a story about like a, a very overt allegory to racism and prejudice mm-hmm. yeah and it's that's what the whole movie is. It means the kind of fairy tale that like should be told to kids nowadays. It's like I, I just assumed a bolder company would have yeah. made the that this kind of movie, mm-hmm. and that that it's Disney. Like they're like you know how that Pixar set that emotional bar that they have to severely upset you, yeah. traumatize the audience every time. It just the idea that Disney is going to continue making moves like this, yeah. incredibly surprising, literally daring movies. When you think of Disney movies and why we love them. It's it usually boils down to a formula, a familiarity, and like I just wasn't expecting all the stuff in Zootopia and yeah. the constant Emmett Arter references. Mm-hmm. Booyaka shot, mm-hmm. really fun. Zootopia, I really really like. Cannot recommend Zootopia enough. Uh, so I'm gonna make a hard pivot into uh, the best horror movies of oh, the year. Yeah. I think this is another one that we all saw and all kind of liked. Yeah. Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, sorry, I thought it was something else. This is my private space. Off limits unless I give express permission. Go ahead. I don't need to. You will though. And I've got to pace these things out, so please. I need privacy. You're welcome to close the curtain. I can't with you standing there. And I can't trust you not to burn this place down. This is for my own safety. 
just listening to that clip, mm-hmm. and I'm also weirdly watching Sopranos, mm-hmm. like the kind of intensity that a, a, a really fat actor can like exhibit with just like the. <sighs> The the, uh, the labored the, breathing. And yeah, it's like, no, the, this the guy James Gandolfini yeah. style of breathing when he's yeah. super pissed and, and ju- like, I, I saw this movie and I think I didn't like it that much the first time. I saw it again on a plane uh, because I think I was too. Oh, I love Cloverfield mm-hmm. and I wanted to see how it connected to the movie. And you claim it does. I claim it doesn't. It, it does in the last ten minutes. It which totally kind doesn't. Of, it, it absolutely like, does. it, no, it doesn't. It just implies there's supernatural shit out there. No, it doesn't. Those are the things that cause all the havoc in Cloverfield. Which I like as a Cloverfield movie, whatever. But as a like standalone horror movie, no. I, I, love I, I, it. I watching it again on a plane. John Goodman's performance, like forgetting yeah, how great he can yeah, be at yeah. stuff. Uh, and that that's that's one of those little fucks from Newsroom with a beard. Yeah, I didn't know that as well. Yeah, there's like there's essentially like three characters in this movie. Yeah, it's, and uh, it, what's her face from uh, Scott Pilgrim? Yes, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And yeah. I, I just it seems like this. I looked at it and like this, I just assumed this is the kind of movie nobody would bother to make anymore. But so I'm glad J.J. Yeah. Abrams is around to usher this kind of stuff through. Surprisingly fun, surprisingly good. And yeah, John Goodman is just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's great. I, I so like fucking scary and like yeah. I, I'm not going to spoil anything about his character, but like. Just, just the unstable nature of him. He's not. He just. He's. He's physically imposing, but yeah. seems unstable. Yeah. And you're all locked in underground together. It was so neat. But like slightly well-meaning. Like he's not. Like he, I don't know. He, yeah, it's weird. It's, yeah, it's kind weird. of. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he did save them. Yeah. But the fact that yeah. he's so prepared for this means he's a dick ready for a prophecy and thinks he's like it, it, is, yeah. everything about that bunker is an act of narcissism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. And, 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 and remember they they, impl- they implied the disappearance of somebody. Sure, yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, really cool and I think is hitting um hitting home video or whatever yeah. around now in rental service. I thought you were going to talk about another uh, well, super horror movie. This is the biggest surprise of the year for me because I like I was going to the movies and mm-hmm. the thing I was going to go to I think was sold out and I'm just like what's this The Witch mm-hmm. I'll go see it The Double Witch the, and mm-hmm. frankly I didn't understand shit for the first 15 minutes because it's mm-hmm. all in old English but uh, then it gets super creepy. Do you Thanks have a, do you have a to, clip of it? Yeah, and it, this includes the three creepiest things in the movie: mm-hmm. two twins, uh, the pair of twins, and a goat. Fucking! I like those kids are like who ca- whoever cast them like deserves an Oscar because those are the creepiest kids yeah. I've ever seen. Just I haven't seen a movie this unnerving, and yeah. they use what do you call? Co- Eight, 17th century colonial Elizabethan yeah. speak. You, it doesn't even. You can't even really understand what they're saying most of the time. But what it does is engross you in this idea of this time period where everybody there's no there's no fucking weather channel <laughs> and there's no guarantee you'll have crops next year. Your your whole family might die out because there's yeah. no government to help you. And what you're really afraid of is witches, ghosts, and the devil. Yeah. And so like drowning you in this realism makes their fear of just like literal just a witch not a certain kind of yeah. witch not a Gabriel Byrne and fucking uh, yeah. the Arnold Schwartz it's, I hate, I, I hate de- yeah. most devil movies yeah. period but yeah. this is just like yeah these fucking simpletons like trying their best like this is terrifying yeah. and this worked way more than like like The Conjuring or like yeah. a modern ghost story movie and like a lot of those movies today are just like 
well, we're going to make things quiet for a long time, and then something scary pops up. But this is like, this it is didn't do that at all. It just yeah. constantly set a mood. Yeah, and the mood just keeps you consistently scared. Yeah, the Vavitch. I really like the Vavitch. Yeah. Elson said you wouldn't see it because that's the only kind of thing that really scares you. Uh, supernatural <laughs> stuff. Not so much devil things, but uh, supernatural spoopy <laughs> psychological things. Do. Like not serial killers, or because no. you can take one of them. Well, no, it's it's the thing of like because for some people it's like you're scared of a real thing Snakes. that could, that could actually get you in the real world. So a serial killer or a physical killer is like that's that's scary because that could happen. Mm-hmm. For me, it's well at the very least when I'm watching a movie, I know well a person's a person. Mm-hmm. I could theoretically. <laughs> accidentally win yeah. or live on the moon yeah. and avoid them but it's like a ghost or a curse or a demon it's like or an alien that probes Uranus well it's like well, it's like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do <laughs> like if there's some evil spirit with a grudge no pun intended <laughs> against me it's like well yeah I'll go uh, run a thousand miles go bury myself in the ocean turn around and there it fucking is like that's <laughs> like that, that's what scares me the most so I have purposely not seen this movie but this Small aside for TV, the show Damien that was on A and E, which was a TV sequel to so the Omen, the Omen mm-hmm. totally good show really? that got shit ratings, and I think it's canceled and dead. <laughs> but right. it was a guy who the kid from the Omen grows up, and he's thirty years old, and starts figuring out that he's the Antichrist. So now he's the, an old man. He's a what? He's an old man if he's thirty. He's an old man. You got to be ready for these puns. They're gonna be pretty fast. fast and but like the show was not bad at all. Like yeah. it, it, some of the shit that was levied against it, I'm like, are you serious? And it was so fucking violent. Some of the deaths in it, I'm like, I can't... Like, Hannibal level, where you're like, you're gonna show that on TV? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. anyway. It's Sorry. interesting to see Cable take that take that yeah. new direction. I uh, just... I, 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 this, like, this, from here on out, I'm gonna watch more horror movies, because I tried to do a bunch last October, just yeah. for the fuck of it, because I had the time and the marijuana. <laughs> uh, and this this was just something on a whim. I, it, you know, your wife, like, sort of talked me into. Like, I yeah. usually don't see movies like this, and I'm so glad I did, and yeah. I wish I should see more horror movies it's a humdinger uh, and maybe I just, I'll watch it I I just want to say uh, we don't have a clip of it sadly because I don't want to spoil anything I tried my best last week to see Swiss Army Man before we did the show uh. because that movie looks insanely wonderful to me and yeah, everybody knew who saw it you saw it? No, I saw, well, I saw a trailer of it uh, before Independence Paul Day. Paul Dano stuck on an island yeah. with a cor- the corpse of Daniel Radcliffe who farting the, corpse farting, farting boner bonerfied corpse of <laughs> Daniel Radcliffe it looks uh, like right up my alley because mm-hmm. one of my favorite movies that I think is still in theaters is uh, The Lobster. Yeah. Uh, Colin oh. Farrell, John C. Riley, Rachel Wise. Hoochah, hoochah, hoochah. I've got a uh, clip oh, explaining the premise of it. Oh, thank God. Did you read the leaflet? Yes, I did. Very good. Now, the fact that you'll turn into an animal if you fail to fall in love with someone during your stay here is not something that should upset you or get you down. Just think as an animal, you'll have a second chance to find a companion. But even then, you must be careful. You need to choose a companion that is a similar type of animal to you. A wolf and a penguin could never live together. Nor could a camel and a hippopotamus. That would be absurd. Think about it. Yeah, the last. This, this movie is so wonderfully bizarre. If you like movies, like, I want to compare it to Brazil. Yeah, is it, I, there seems to be some serious statement on society yeah. and relationships in here somewhere. But it's done so straight facedly. Yeah, I wasn't able to laugh the first time while watching it, and then whenever I think about it, Colin Farrell gained like forty pounds to play this I'm character. Looking at it, and it reminds me of her, just like the like kind of like the drab colors. Yeah, and the no, weird there, like it, take on love. It's shot well. The cinematography is yeah. fine, but it's just like. For something this so out there in sci-fi a concept, it just that you live in a society 
where I forget why, but you get shipped off to this farm where you're required to find love, a companion in marriage, and if you don't, you are transformed into an, an animal <laughs> of your choice, and Colin Farrell chooses a lobster. Uh, and also part of your duties are to go out every day and hunt, uh, I forget what they're called, the lonely, the people who roam the woods <laughs> celibate and, and defy the laws uh, of being required to be in a relationship. Uh, and then, so, you know, something ends up happening to Colin Farrell, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, it's one of those things that, like, I wish it was shot... I wish it looked like Brazil or like a Terry Gilliam movie. It had a bunch of weird buildings, but it just looks like mm. right now. Mm. Um, but it's it was thoroughly enjoyable. I have not stopped thinking about it since I saw it. I thoroughly recommend The Lobster. Good damn it. Well, mm. well one more thing that's uh, really in your wheelhouse. Mm. Uh, and it kind of bridges TV and movies because it premiered on Netflix. Yes. Pee-wee, uh, whatever. What can I get you? Milkshake, please. Flavor? Let's say chocolate. Sure. Three, two, one. Chocolate. chocolate. Uh yeah I, I mean I the a one story thing, of male romance that yeah, we all really needed which was that was nice mm-hmm. and you know I, I I liked the whole the subplot with the robbers and the, the style of it that it's like yes. it's supposed to be modern day but everything everyone is in the 50s. everyone is in the fifties remember I theorized those, that those, with Pee Wee Herman yeah. that it's actually Scott Pilgrim for yeah. for adults who grew up in the fifties yeah. Pee Wee's Big Adventure this confirms my theory yeah uh, it's also it's just weird Pee Wee got two movies. Mm-hmm. The first one is one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. The second one is sadly very forgettable. Yeah. And this comes out and like, oh shit! I know it's easy to retread. This it is way ground. closer to the first and the second. Well, it's just it's I just mean, a, it's it's a bunch of serials yeah. essentially strung together. But that's basically who Pee Wee is. He's yeah. a cartoon character that can exist in the real world, mm-hmm. and it's funny to see him bounce off real and fake people. And yeah. that's exactly what this movie did, and it did it so well. I was never not entertained. I know. I'm just. I, I think it's because it's the one-two combination of it, like, one, just being a movie, so it's 90 minutes and it's done, like, unlike when Rest of Del- yeah. Development came back and it's like, well, this episode wasn't quite as good as the <laughs> old ones, but maybe the next one will be. Mm-hmm. But And that, and also the fact that it's compare, it's going up against one of the greatest movies of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, seriously, and I, I stand by that. But uh, yeah, it is way closer to Big Adventure yeah, than Big to, Top. To, just, just to know, have it confirmed for me in my heart and soul, yeah, Pee Wee's awesome yeah. and can work all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm right. And a kid can watch this right now and just yeah. have a gay old time. Did we get any user response? Yes. We have to close uh, out the we got, episode. Uh, Aziz Tuajari said, My favorite thing this year, variety of indie films coming out this summer, from The Nice Guy to The Neon Demon. Every movie showcases the enormous talent behind and in front of the camera. But my favorite is Swiss Army Man. Ah, it's one God. of the most cleverly unique movies I've seen in uh, years. Uh, and it brought me to tears by the end of the movie. Yes, a movie that started out with the bloated corpse of Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Farting uncontrollably made me tear up. Go watch it. Uh, James Terry said, I liked The Lobster. It's one of those movies you'll probably only watch once, but it'll stick with you forever. So bizarre yet relatable. At some points, I felt like it was getting a little too self-aware and how weird it was, but it only skirted that feeling. So Tenga said, my choice goes to Deadpool for making me realize that Ryan Reynolds is actually a fine actor and that he must have just had a shitty agent. Uh, And What Our Ship Down Syndrome says, I'm going to pick three movies... Uh, that you probably wouldn't expect. 13 Hours, A Hologram for the King, and Whiskey Tango, Foxtrot. All three really good movies that you probably passed on. 13 Hours is a fantastic action thriller that is Michael Bay at his R-rated best. Whiskey Tango, Foxtrot is Tina Fey's Afghan... Benghazi movie? Yeah. It's Tina Fey's Afghanistan war movie told from the journalist's perspective that is straight up excellent. A Hologram for the King is about Tom Hanks on the verge of a nervous breakdown trying to hide his anxiety crisis while making the sale of a lifetime in ass-backward Saudi Arabia. I had not heard of this before, that sentence, and it sounds amazing. Is that the trailer where you're singing a talking head song? Are you speaking a talking head song? Yeah, could be. Uh, But yeah, to to close us out, um, 
I know. I want to close this out. Okay. Well, I mean, like, there's also comics. Like I said, that like I really liked the the humans. The second trade that was my favorite uh, thing of this year. Um, I've been meaning to catch up with DC Rebirth because I really like whatever the fuck is going on there. It seems insane for the Watchmen to cross over the DC universe, but uh, on a metaphorical level, they are responsible for ruining DC's (laughs) crop of superheroes. And the weird. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but everybody keeps sending me uh, the reviews of the Flintstones comic. Oh, oh yeah. And I, you know, I mean, I hate the Flintstones and it's irritating and it's supposedly very funny and very good. And I have read what I thought was really great was Future Quest. This dump, this horrible dumping grounds to who framed Roger Rabbit the shit out of bad Hanna-Barbera cartoons like the Herculoids Mm -hmm. and Johnny Quest. Somehow, someone taking that content very seriously in the comic form of Future Quest is great. Yeah, it is. It is the exactly the exact kind of adventure throwback I wanted yeah. to read, and the art is amazing. I'm trying to think of something else. I, I'm not through Doug Stanhope's book, uh, Digging Up Mother, uh, but if you an amazing story about how he killed his own mother, Jesus it is fantastic. She, she, oh, she, uh, she was you, down. Yeah, you, probably, okay, you, you yeah. can listen to the stand up bit of the same thing on YouTube. But uh, okay. I'm just getting into that. Uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. So I had a. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, I, I know I a song that something well, I discovered in 2016. I, I, there are three people that chose the same song, which oh, okay. is pretty astonishing. But let's just plug some shit real quick. Yeah. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash laser time. Again, we talk, about, we talk about this on a weekly basis on our show, Bonus Time. It's an ad-free, uh, uncut show that goes up exclusive to patrons. Uh, you can get started over there. First season of Talking Simpsons, over 50 movie commentaries, video uh Cartoon commentaries, um, video commentaries of wrestling matches, just a ton of stuff over there for you, exclusively for you. Uh, and also, 302010, that is also my favorite thing of 2016. That is the show we launched. It looks at uh, this week in history, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and 10 years ago, in three simple segments uh, in movies, news, pop culture. It's fantastic. I've loved doing 302010. I like how many people like it. Please tell a friend yeah. about it. Well, speaking of 302010, Brendel said uh, one of his favorite things of the year is goddamn 302010. Never ha- really heard a podcast like it, and it's uh, one of the few podcasts I have to listen to more than once because of all the information. Uh, while I still love Laser Time, I wouldn't be able to co- start a Asshole. conversation with someone saying, hey, you know where the name 420 came from? To my parents or other people, but I can inst- instead say... Is that the say, only thing you've taken away from Laser Time? <laughs> but he said, I-, I can instead say, hey, Ferris Bueller's Day Off turns 30 this week, and they yes. immediately get surprised, and you can sense them feeling old. I love learning about outdated controversies of the 80s and 90s and remembering the horrible 360 game releases during 2006. <laughs> Keep that show going and never you stop. Hear that, Brett? Nice little compliment. Yeah. Thirty. Via Brendolf. But yeah, the 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 one um, song that everyone's been mentioning. Uh, Jake Burton said my favorite new album this year was without a doubt Baby Metal Metal Resistance. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Dave said just with this Japan loving power metal guy wants in an album. And Daniel Worthington said my favorite album of the year has so far has to be the new Baby Metal album. Wow, shit. Metal Resistance. I discovered the band last year and have listened to so much of their first album. I was super excited to have them release a new album this year. It didn't disappoint in the slightest, and it was even better than their first. Loving tracks like The One and Metatoro. I find Baby Metal's mix of heavy metal as heck metal beats with light and bubbly J-pop lyrics to be a fun dynamic and something completely fresh. Before I got into Baby Metal, I wasn't into J-pop, but since that, uh, I'm more and more getting into the genre. Uh, And yeah, to play us out is a song that actually played, I think, for NXT, their most recent show. Yeah, uh, so that'll uh, play us out. Uh, we'll see you next week. Laser time. Bye. Bye.